All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a camera to the light of the universe. Because we see to get the stars, or to be chosen them because we are human, this pointless reading. Do the stars were right, they could plunge from the world to the world and the sky. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you're playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome, listeners, to episode one of our campaign based on the setting book Berlin, The Wicked City, written by David Larkins with Mike Mason and Lynn Hardy and published by Chaosium. We are currently playing a very special prelude. Who are you all playing and how are you today, Lydia? Hi everybody, I'm playing Andreas Vogel and I'm really excited to visit Berlin. Jilly. Hello everybody, I'm playing Max Oswald and I have had absolutely no Wi-Fi issues tonight at all. And I am Fedra, your keeper for the day. And if you have problems, I have solutions for you. And that is a pun that no one gets besides me. <laughs> because it has to do with the future of the episode. <laughs> it's a non-Euclidean pun. It is. Listen back to it at the end and then you'll get <laughs> Laugh heartily. <laughs> it is Berlin in 1921 a year before the first scenario in the Berlin book starts. This is a prelude for two of our investigators, Andreas and Max. It is a story of a time when something happened to them that changed their lives forever. It is dusk and you've both found yourselves in Tiergarten, walking through the park at the top of the Siegsale, the largest public park in the city. It is right next to the Berlin Zoological Gardens, and even though they're now closed, you can hear the bird noises, feline growls, and trumpeting of elephants loud and clear. The park is dimly lit, and while you know that it's not the safest place to be in the evenings, you're both confident that you can fend off any desperate muggers if needed. You're not two feet apart from each other, but unaware of each other's presence. Andreas, you're briefly lost in thought, as you find yourself almost walking into a man who's been standing still in front of you. He seems poor, judging from his outfit, and as you try to maneuver around him, he falls into your lap. The first thing that hits you is the man. The second thing that hits you is the smell of tar, mold and flesh. The weight of the man unbalances you. Please roll me strength. Ooh, okay. Well, luckily, Andreas uh, is rather good with strength. Yes, that is a 16, uh, which is just often extreme success, but it is a hard success. 
Oh, very strong boy. Mm-hmm. You managed to hold your ground and you kind of bear hug this man falling on you uh, as if by reflex and, and you're not even, you don't even have to take a step back, but with your strength, your arm is jabbed by a protrusion, a hard protrusion of some sorts. People around you stare and stand horror as you realize that this man's ribcage has burst and is bent and broken to a horrific extent. Bones are pushing through his skin, but there's no blood surrounding them. And as you look closer, and probably for you, Max, you see that his face is stuck in an expression of timeless despair. The veins in his eyes burst and red. Everyone, why don't you roll me sanity? Stun strong. Okay. Wow, very strong start. Okay. <laughs> oh, what a horrible, horrible failure. 94 against 50. Oh, no. Well, from one extreme to another, I got an 11 versus something much higher than that. Oh, not that much higher. 45. Oh, well done. Uh, did you both pass? No, no, that was a fail for me. That's a 1d4. Okay. Oh my word, I'm glad I passed that. Four. Oh no, that was a four. I'm going <laughs> to go insane, even in the prologue. No, Andreas. No, before I've met anybody. <laughs> Andreas, I think, kind of jumps almost out of his skin at this point, and he, he sort of steps back in just absolute horror, and you see the blood just drains from his face. Uh, he doesn't know if this is something real that he's seeing. This is This makes no sense. And he's just kind of rooted to the spot for a moment. What is Max doing? Um, so Max is close enough to see everything that Andreas has just seen. I think uh, Max would react first of all oh my word are you okay but I don't think I know who I'm saying that to because although out of character I know that I want to be friends with Andreas in character there's a, <laughs> a severely injured man standing in front of me so I think I'm probably going to go to him first and say what has happened to you can can, can I help somebody somebody phone an ambulance there are a few people around and they also look very alarmed. Their stand silence ends as a grasshopper, which is a type of prostitute I'm sure we'll get more into f further in the campaign, says, Someone call the police! The He's been murdered! Murderer! He, he was standing! A, a, a murdered victim doesn't stand? This doesn't make sense. And Andreas also goes over and, and tries to look at what's what's happened to this man as well as you examine kind of you place him down gently i'm assuming um you notice that first of all a vial has come out of his pocket and traces of black liquid can be found on the vial and also all over his body the vial has a little sticker on it but it's half spotted with that liquid can i get a spot hidden, please. From both of us, or just from Andreas? Uh, depends. Have you approached and are looking as well? Uh, yeah, I think I'll have ran over. Yeah, go for it, both of you. 
No, that's another fail. 79 against 35. I think he's still too kind of shocked at what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, 28 versus 55 for Max. Okay, Max, you can see what the vial is saying on it. And it says the word Liao, L-I-A-O. You also note, while you're looking at the body, that he has needle marks on his arms, hands, and feet. This man has not been murdered. He is... he is on drugs. Look! Of course, his ribcage is literally burst open. <laughs> well, well, maybe he has been a little bit murdered as well. <laughs> Just a slight murder. That's a treat. Look, look at this file. Liao, I have heard this name. You have? Uh, it is the, the new thing on the streets. Ah, I'm a... I'm a pharmacist, if you... Um, <laughs> He looks around and just leans in a little bit closer. If you get my meaning, a pharmacist, you understand? Ah, I do understand. We could be good friends, I think. Ah, well, we must talk business. But uh, for the moment, uh, yes, we, we, we need an ambulance. Uh, but Leo, I, I, I've not heard that name, the, the solution. I, I keep hearing people talk about the solution. You think this is it? Uh, yes, I believe that is the full name, the solution of Liao. Huh. Um, I I thought it was a uh, powder, but uh, perhaps this is the same thing. Hide hide the vial, all right? Just just hide the vial, and let's let's see what we can do for this man. And uh, then I think uh, Andreas looks over to the grasshopper, the uh, the the sex worker who said call the police. Who is returning with a police person? Oh dear! Okay. <laughs> At the moment. Oh, he. I was hoping she hadn't gone yet, and he could like give her some money and say, "Go call an ambulance, not the police," <laughs> you know, with a wink. But too late. Unfortunately, as you were examining the body, people have already uh, run off with the idea of a murder. Ah. Uh, not having seen what what happened exactly. So, uh, a man with a police uniform that says Polizei on it, big moustache, approaches and says, I heard someone's been murdered. What, what occurred in this scene? Are you the perpetrators? Thank goodness you have arrived. This, this man, he has collapsed and he, he seems to have a serious injury. Um, you must see to this quickly. Yes, we were, we were both just walking here in the park and the man just collapsed. I made to walk past him. He just collapsed in in front of me. This 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 kind. I'm sorry. Are you presenting male or female at this moment, Max? Male, <laughs> male. Uh, this this gentleman was was very helpful and 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 helped me lay him out and and help help this man. The policeman looks down at the body for the first time, and you can see his face goes white. Uh, in panic. This is a pretty horrifying and gruesome sight. I don't think he was expecting it. Who knows? But he kind of sits there, his jaw drops open and he starts shaking a little bit. He says, uh, So, uh, you're trying to tell me that this happened in the middle of the park uh, without anyone seeing any way this man received this, this horrifying injury? 
I think plenty of people saw what happened. He he walked through and uh, collapsed. I, I, but I how, know, how? 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 I don't know what else to tell you. This is uh, a rough situation for us all. It, oh. Here, what, here t- take a, a cigarette. I will light it for you. You need to t- calm yourself down. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, my... <laughs> My colleagues told me that there's, there've been things like this going on around here recently, but I didn't think, I I didn't think it looked like that. I thought it was something else. And oh, okay, well, well, you can't have done all of them, so you're probably innocent. This is quite new to us too. Okay, well, um. Tomorrow morning, uh, do go to the police station and re- 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 so that you can report uh, what you've seen. Uh, right now, uh, I'm going to have to... It's almost the end of my shift. I'm going to call this in um, and so- someone will come and uh, come and relieve me. Yes, of course. You you should get get home and have a, have a drink and uh, calm your nerves a bit, of course. Um, uh, before you do, um, you look like uh, you know a lot of what's going on in the city. You look like a very intelligent man. Uh, you must be exceptionally good at your job. Perhaps you could tell us a little bit of what you know. <laughs> is that a charm roll I spot? Yes. <laughs> yes. Just <laughs> a slightly raised eyebrow from Andreas at this oh, point. Oh my goodness, these rolls are making up for the terrible day I've had today. Uh, that's <laughs> A six versus seventy-five, so an extreme success. Nice. Well, did you say six? Because <laughs> this policeman, <laughs> he turns to you and he says, oh, <clears throat> "Well, uh, young young man, he kind of unbuttons his collar a little bit. <clears throat> I, I, it just um, well, th- this has happened a few times. You see, I, I had it described." But uh, I, I hadn't seen it before, and uh, it seems to always be uh, with the people who are on the drugs of some sort. And uh, we don't know why yet, but I'm, I'm sure my, my boss uh, has it all, all uh, handled. Uh, Your boss must be feeling very confident knowing that he has you out on the streets with... I put my hand on his shoulder while you are... You are very strong and uh, clearly <laughs> capable. Ah, uh, ah, uh, I'm not normally, ah, uh, ah, uh, you know, both you and I being men and, uh, subs. Well, uh, here's, uh, here's, here's my, uh, my name, uh, which is Officer Paul Valden. Uh, do come. And see see me and my boss tomorrow uh, when you have more uh, you can share the information that you have and uh, perhaps maybe uh, we can go and uh, have a drink after my shift uh, to discuss the case further. <clears throat> So uh, Max is not interested in the slightest, but is greatly enjoying how uncomfortable that, that Powell is. Um, so uh, he's going to lean over and say, that sounds wonderful. Uh, I will see you tomorrow then, and I'm going to take the cigarette out of his mouth and take a drag of it and then put it back into his mouth and turn around and walk away. 
<laughs> it's just there staring and then stares at the body and back at you. <laughs> then back at the body. And I'm going to sort of grab um, my new friend round the arm as I'm walking away and sort of, come on then, Andreas. <laughs> And Andreas gives a slight nod to the police officer and lets himself be led away. So you like a man in uniform, hmm? Uh, not at all, but uh, uh, you have to do what you can to to get your own way. Oh, you move fast. I like that. Uh, so you are a pharmacist, you said? Yes, yes, a, a, a druggist in both senses. Well, I... I think we could have a, a fruitful friendship. My name is Max. Max Oswald. Andreas. Andreas Vogel. May I uh, buy you a drink, Mr. Oswald? Uh, yes, it would be my pleasure. Um, how about uh, you do so at my club? Ah, you have a nightclub? Yes, I do. Club Maximum, you have heard of it? Would I have heard of Club Maximum? That's a good question. I guess, why would you necessarily? Because it's kind of like a lesbian club that is a higher class. I don't know where you hang out necessarily, so... Probably not in lesbian clubs. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason that you might have heard of it is uh, because they're they're good customers of the drug trade, but um, that would only be on the grapevine, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe he's like passed it, or he's he's heard of a, a a band that he likes is playing there, or something, or he's seen it on posters. Maybe. Ah, well, I understand. I'm not your normal clientele, but if you can make an exception, I I would be very pleased to uh, join you for a glass of schnapps, perhaps. That sounds like a plan. Come on, then. I'll I'll show you the way. Alcohol rules. <laughs> How many shots do you have? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a bit of a tough night, hasn't it? Definitely need a couple to steady the nerves. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think Max is probably shaken by the time we arrive at the club because the, the realisation of what we've seen is sort of sinking in a little bit. Um, so definitely be taking a, a couple of drinks um, and uh, I will talk to Andreas and say, um, uh, have you heard of Conrad Mann? Uh, it's not familiar. Who is he? He is the person who uh, usually provides the alcohol and uh, things of that nature for the club. Um, I, I think it was him that, that told me about this Liao. Uh, he told me that the, the people who used it, they had they had visions, they, they thought they were living in the past, they were hunter-gatherers, or they were, um, they were seeing the face of Christ, uh, crazy stuff. Well, speaking as a professional in these matters, the visions, that doesn't sound too unusual, but everything else we saw tonight... Surely that's not possible. Surely it must have been some trick. Uh, I, his ribcage, his ribcage was burst open. You saw that too, and yet he was standing. How? How is that possible? And his hand is trembling a little bit 
on his glass of schnapps and so he kind of makes a fist and puts both his hands in his lap. It must be something to do with the the effects of the drug on your body or um, the adrenaline keeping them going. Those injuries were maybe a fight or some Those sort of... injuries were unsurvivable. Nobody could stand with injuries like that unless they had just happened a second ago and he was standing on the path in the middle of the tear garden surrounded by people. They, nobody could have done that kind of injury to him without everyone around him seeing it. Something is very, very, very wrong, Max. I don't know. But from what I have heard of this new drug, I do run a pharmacy. I wasn't lying. I just have a side business as well. Many of my regulars, they've stopped coming. No explanation. They've, it's as though they've just vanished. And now the police are on my trail. They've been coming in to visit me at the pharmacy, asking awkward questions. I've heard that there are many addicts being found dead in the surrounding areas, but I swear to you, it's nothing I've supplied them. Microproducts are good. They are clean. They are tested. They are, yes, they are strong, but you can be sure that you get what you pay for and nothing more and nothing less. This, uh, solution. People have been asking for it, but I haven't known anything about it until tonight. What sort of people have been asking? Oh, just a new customer, nobody I've seen before. They just came in, asked if I stocked the solution. But I didn't know what to make of it. Thought I need to find out more, so I just decided to close up early, go for a walk, go to the park and try and work out what to do next. And then, well, you saw what then. All I know about it is that it seems to be the the addicts and the prostitutes who have been getting a hold of it. Maybe we could ask them where it comes from, or... Keeper, it says in my info that I was invited to their next meeting. Was that something, like, I wasn't interested, but is that something that happened in the past, or is that something that's upcoming that I could still go to? Yes, it's actually tonight. Ah, okay. Um, So, uh, I actually was given an invitation from Mr. Mann. Uh, a meeting. I believe some of this solution may be available there. Should we go along and uh, see what it is all about? Yes. Yes, I, I, th- I think that's a good idea. Do you have the vial that uh, you saw on the body? I can test it tomorrow. Uh, yes, here I you you take it. I'm not interested in getting my ribcage exploded, so... <laughs> oh, I didn't intend to test it on myself, just on some equipment. Okay, so you're trying to rescind your uh, rejection and get your spot back at Conrad's meeting? Yeah, so um, does he has he uninvited me since I was um, so uninterested? 
Uh, he didn't invite you, but you rejected the invitation. Uh, but you can call. How do you call people in 1921 to send a pigeon? <laughs> <laughs> you're you both rich enough to be of the privileged few who can make a phone call. And yeah, so Conrad's associates have managed to secure a private room at the Ethnological Museum after hours. Max, with a phone call, you managed to accept the invitation last minute and secure a plus one for Andreas as well. The museum is located near Postdamer Station on Königgratzstrasse. Uh, this massive cramped complex collects relics and artifacts from around the world on a scale to rival the famous British Museum in London. Uh, the glass-covered courtyard and open-air vestibule alone boast a massive Japanese sculpture of the Buddha, a Polynesian outrigger, a 33-foot-high plaster cast of uh, the eastern entrance to the Sanchi Stupa in India, a chariot from southern India, a cast of a monolithic pre-Incan gateway from Tihuanaco in Bolivia, totem poles from Pacific Northwest Indian tribes, a chieftain's throne from Cameroon, and casts of altar slabs from Palenque. This is a, a fun description from the book, enjoy. Uh, within the museum's three floors of galleries are found rooms devoted to ancient civilizations from every inhabited part of the globe. Particularly of note is the Oceania Gallery, which houses the greatest collection of Polynesian artifacts in Europe. So you walk through the exhibits up to the third floor and knock on the janitorial door, giving the password Sufor, which means before. You are let in by a man with a curly moustache and an oversized waistcoat with a timepiece chain hanging from it. Conrad, are these your friends? And then he pops from the back and he says, Max, yeah, they're with me. Max, you are such a lucky man. You see, a few people that were supposed to attend today didn't show, and so I was able to offer you the space. We don't like to be overcrowded. Conrad, my friend, you know it is not a party until Max has arrived. Um, this is my friend Andreas. Uh, he also enjoys uh, to party, if you if you get my meaning. Uh, would you like to join us via recent souvoir? I would be very glad to. Thank you. Well, I'm glad you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 He's just nodding and smiling politely. I'm sure he does. When we journey to the before, you see. Journey to the before? This sounds very uh, interesting. I told you all about it, Max. Were you not paying attention? Uh, yeah, you told me about the, uh, the prehistoric hunters. The, uh, this is what you mean? The before? Hmm, yes. Uh, we will see. We will see where we go this time. Sounds like an interesting approach to anthropology. Yes. Unfortunately, Hubert and Wilhelm <laughs> couldn't join today. Which is quite strange, because Hubert is the one who found this place and started renting it and then invited us to join. He really, really set this whole thing up and it's a shame he didn't say, but well, good news for you, because uh, you, got, you, got, uh, you got in just in time. Looking deeper within the frankly extravagant room, full of undisplayed exhibits and rare books, you see a masculine servant dressed in a sexy maid uniform, 
Uh, lay down a dozen containers of black powder. Then the mustachioed man declares, Sie haben ein Problem? Wir haben die Lösung! Die Lösung von Liao! Which means, you have a problem, we have the solution. The solution of Liao. And everyone laughs. And uh, he laughs. Puns. <laughs> it's going to be one of those nights, isn't it? <laughs> and then he starts snorting a dose. Can I, before the drugs get um, too over the top, can I try and have a quick chat with Conrad and say, uh, Conrad, um, earlier in the park I I saw a, a vagrant who had one of your solutions, but he was very, very seriously hurt. He had uh, ribs poking out of his chest. Uh, do, do you know, are people fighting over this stuff or what is happening? Well, we are surely not. We are sharing like good spots. I, I, do, not, I, I do not know. No one here has a ribcage burst open and we did this last month. Oh, of course, I am not suggesting that uh, that this group is responsible. Only, only inquiring about what you may know. I do not, I'm afraid. Uh, what I do know is that last time I learned all about the Roman Empire in a way I hadn't experienced before. And this this month, who knows? And now, excuse me, I have to put this inside my nose. Um, can I can I look him up and down and figure out is he just is, like on drugs already, or does he does he really not know anything about other people getting hurt on this? Roman psychology. Yeah. Cool. Oh my word, um, that's a 13 versus 60. Oh, epic. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't think he knows anything. Okay. Um, well, uh, since you have offered, <laughs> I'll sit down and take a veil. Okay, will you uh, put it up your nose? Um, can I take... Um, what's everybody else doing? Is everybody else like taking like a huge dose or is anybody taking a tiny little bit? Is anybody like dabbing it on their gums or...? Everyone seems to be either snorting or dabbing or even like melting and injecting. But that's that's not really in their class, really. You don't want injections. Yeah, Max will take like a really small bit and like just gab, dab it on his gums and like, sort of wait to feel what it feels like. It is it is all quite a small dose, so it's it's quite hard to like half it if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, if 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 it if I accidentally take too much, that's fine. You take a normal dose. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amazing. This is very exciting. What about Andreas? Well, uh, Andreas does intend to take it, but before he does that, he wants to have a bit of a look at it and uh, to see if there's anything about it that, that seems at all familiar, like its consistency, its smell. Obviously, he doesn't have any equipment with him that he could test it with, but just as a kind of a cursory once over, does this seem to resemble any drug that he is aware of, whether that's a drug drug or a medical drug a pharmaceutical in a way it resembles other powder drugs because it's a powder and there's some drugs that seem to you know take a dark liquid color or a dark color but with a combination of the smell and the texture and and the color there's nothing else that you've seen that 
that seems similar enough to even be a component of this drug. Okay. Um, can he try? Uh, he, he's going to try and put it in a line like he would for cocaine and with quite practiced gestures. He's obviously done this before. He's kind of chopping it and putting it in a line. But he's going to try and sneak a small pinch of it and secrete it in maybe a, a handkerchief or, or something. Uh, maybe in his cigarette case because he wants to take this away and compare it to the sample in the vial that they got off the body earlier. Okay, so you're not trying to push all of it into your cigarette case, but just a little bit? Yeah, exactly. He he's, looks like he's preparing a dose for himself, which is what he is doing, but he just wants to take away a little bit of it as well for kind of future analysis. Okay. So, so he's probably taking, yeah, three quarters of a dose. Okay. I mean, it's again, it's not really a thing you can split up into smaller doses. Uh, but, you know, you can take like a microscope sample. Yeah, um, yeah, that's all he needs. Would you like to roll sleight of hand? Uh, yeah, I might as well. I've got 25. You can have a bonus die because no one cares. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's always good to know. No one cares about the drugs. Welcome to Berlin, everybody. <laughs> this is not the same campaign you- as we've run before, is it? <laughs> Have you watched The Expanse? No. Uh, for some reason, this is making me think about the proto-molecule in Expanse. Oh, we'll have to talk about that in Beyond the Madness. <laughs> okay, well, um, before I roll my bonus, that would be a 98, so let's hope I get something much better than that on my bonus. Yeah, oh, thank goodness, that was a 38. It's still a fail, but it's a fumble, although... <laughs> Uh, no, I, that's too much to spend luck on in the prologue, I think. <laughs> okay, so not a fumble, Just a but fail. also fail. Yeah. So you do it very obviously and out of the open, uh, and people see you do it, but they're all busy taking drugs, <laughs> so they don't respond <laughs> I like to this. Berlin already. Nobody <laughs> cares what we do. <laughs> do you take the rest of it? Yes, indeed. He uh, he leans forward and he snorts it in the way that he habitually does with cocaine. Okay, all right. I didn't expect both of you to take it. I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, I thought one of you would be like looking around, but no. Let's let's do the drugs thing. <laughs> Andreas reckons that there's nothing in it that he probably hasn't done already. So uh, everyone, roll me a d20 and oh, let's no. see where you go. <laughs> oh lord! Okay. If you wanted somebody to not take drugs, you shouldn't have done the prologue with the the pharmacist and the club owner. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay. oh, this guy had his chest ripped open. I like it. I'm going to take it too. <laughs> you gotta live dangerously. I'm going to take some drugs to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what have I got? Oh, I've got a 10. Okay. I got a 19. Oh! Oh, Mike, no, what does that mean? <laughs> Mike's might not survive very long. Uh, oh, let's no. Bye, bye, Max. <laughs> it was lovely to meet you. <laughs> uh, so let's start with Andreas. Uh, with a 10, you... You kind of, the this drug starts kicking in. It doesn't take too long, maybe half an hour to an hour. When you start, you know, moving backwards and backwards into your brain and your vision starts blaring and then you briefly pass out only to start seeing 
prehistoric humans, the hunter-gatherer vision, like it was described to you, go about there in their caves, make those kind of drawings, uh, and then roll me a d100. Okay. Ah, uh, that is a 44. Okay. So, you experience something amazing and different and unique and you feel like you understand more about your origins as a as a human and as a man and as a society and it's just amazing and fascinating and you don't believe that that any drug could lead you to have a vision that is accurate to the past you know deep down that this is not something you're manufacturing. This is not something you'd heard of anywhere. This isn't something you've read about. This is literally to you going back in time. Uh, Gain 1d6 mythos. Oh, nice. Very nice. Okay, what have I got? Ah, that's a five. That's a good start. Or is it? Get five mythos, (laughs) which of course remove from your maximum sanity. Oh dear. And... Max, you rolled a 19. You fall back into the past, much like the same way, but you don't see humans. You don't see creatures. You don't see civilizations. You don't see the Earth. You see before. You see great stretches of protoplasmic goo under methane yellow skies. You see time before the creation of the universe. You see the ultimate truth of the meaningless of existence and the ultimate puzzle of the formation of life from nothing. Romeo D100. Thirty-nine. Thirty-nine! Oh! <laughs> oh, this doesn't sound good. Oh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> and in the midst of the center of the universe before anything we conceptualize as universe existed, you start seeing or feeling angles, angles of time, angles of space. They take different shapes and forms and then you see you see them start moving around you almost circling you. This cubist nightmare of shadows appearing in the corners of your vision and disappearing and reappearing And then, right before you are drawn back into reality, it flashes right in your face. This creature dripping with a black liquid of some sort from all its angular jaws and teeth and nails and eyes twisted, distorted and you stare right into its something 
and then right before it gets you, you return. <gasps> you know it's in you, and you've seen it. And you're going to roll me sanity three times. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh, no chance am I surviving this. <laughs> um 28 versus 45 uh that is a pass uh, second sanity zero oh, zero five third sanity uh oh no oh no 92 that was the bad one <laughs> oh no <laughs> that is one d20 <laughs> what <laughs> Oh my god. Episode one. <laughs> right. Oh, this is carnage. Right. Everybody, I need you to whisper to your listening device. Good luck to this D20 that I'm currently rotating in front of the microphone. Good luck to the D20. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. 18. 18? 18. 18. <laughs> okay well get uh, yourself 1d8 no 1d6 plus 5 mythos points 1d6 plus 5 is 5 plus 5 so that's 10 okay Let's reduce your maximum sanity by 10 okay also whenever you pass a skill check don't forget to tick it because this is a campaign and there will be improvements oh yes look back cast your mind back to if you've ticked anything and take it. Uh, I presume I've to deduct 18 from my current sanity. Indeed! Uh, could I assume that this is enough to put you in uh, indefinite insanity? Oh, oh, 100% because my current sanity was 45. <laughs> Ouch. I think that um, Max is probably looking like dishevelled and wild-eyed, like the the singer from Babylon Berlin right now. Nice. <laughs> Your fake moustache is falling off. Um, <laughs> let's uh, get some inspiration for Bird of Madness for you. Can you roll me a d10, please? Yes. Six. You faint. <laughs> I quite like that. That was an exhausting time for you. I, I suddenly sit bolt upright with a big <gasps> and shout Andreas is David and I just faint again. Max clearly needs a nap. You have been out for hours and hours anyway. And as the daylight starts breaking through the windows, like of the very first hours of the morning, Everyone in the room starts waking up slowly, and the you and you and wake wake you wake up as well. Everyone else wakes up, but Max doesn't wake up. Oh, did you do a sanity roll? Uh, I I did. I uh, I lost five. Didn't you roll five for your mythos? Oh, is it not the same thing? Okay. No. That's right. A I need to roll. Um, roll Just for realizing that you went back in time. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> 97. Okay, that's 1d8. 
Oh no. <laughs> deary, deary me. Someone wanted a Mythos experience package. <laughs> well, luckily I only rolled one. Okay, for now. For now. <laughs> so just lose the one? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. uh, Jilly, in your character sheet, where it yep. says encounters with Mythos en entities, can you write Cube Boy? Cube Boy? 18 out of 20. Cube Angle. Oh, cube Boy. Nightmare. I said Hugh Boy. I was like, that's a very affectionate name. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> <A> Hugh Boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where did, oh, Encounters are strange. And, and where did I put my 10 Mythos points? In your Mythos skill. Where is that? In your skills. It says Cthulhu Mythos, so it's under C. Ah. Yes, thank you. And if you put stuff there, then the 99 maximum sanity you have is going to go down by 10. Okay. Cube boy. That was a lot of sanity loss. <laughs> it was. It really was. So, you, Andreas, are more fascinated, really, than, than perturbed by mm -hmm. what you're experienced. You've had visions before. This feels different, so there is the sense of dread in you, but also not enough to shake you. Yeah. He's he's feeling... He's feeling as though he's seeing a truth. Mm-hmm. As though he's, he's seeing that this is what humanity is, you know? At, we can build this amazing city, Berlin, and we can fill it with lights and music and dancing and drugs and business, but underneath it, we're all just still cavemen, just blowing powdered paint on a wall and huddling around a fire and eating half-frozen bits of mammoth. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we are. Yeah. So yeah, you'll wake up and everyone else starts packing up their things and leaving the room. But you notice that Max still isn't waking up. Andreas goes over to Max and sits next to him and just kind of gently taps his shoulder. Max, Max, you all right? Wake up. And he then just presses two fingers to the pulse in Max's throat and also just kind of tilts his head back to make sure that he's breathing properly. Mm -hmm. He's definitely alive. Max? Max, what did you see? I, I, I saw the truth. Who we are. Come on. Come on, wake up. Wake up. Let, 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 let's go get some coffee somewhere. Conrad has now packed his things and is about to be the last one to leave the room and he says are you two coming i i have to lock up uh he's uh he's he's not okay he's uh not waking up have you is this common have you seen this before mm, sometimes uh, people need a bit of a longer nap but uh -huh. do you wanna lock up after after me and then uh, max can give me the keys yeah, yeah, that will be fine. Okay, here you go. Just don't forget to give the keys. We need them. We need them. For, the museum will be unhappy if they get lost. Of course. And I think, um, actually, I don't know whether the recovery position was a thing at this point uh, mm. in the 20s, 
but I'm assuming for the purpose of the narrative that it is. So <laughs> I think he uh, he rolls Max into the recovery position, loosens his collar, loosens his cuffs, loosens his belt if he's wearing one and just kind of sits there with him, making sure that he's still breathing, just occasionally taking his pulse and giving it a bit of time. Okay. I feel like the Feimar era Berlin recovery position was uh, the night fever dance move. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> so you, you're just sitting there uh, watching Max for a couple of hours? Uh, yeah, I think occasionally he might get up and, and get some water if there is a, a kitchen nearby and just kind of try and put a cold cloth on the forehead and again is monitoring his vital signs. But he's starting to get quite worried now. A couple of hours, this is uh, this is a bit too much. And he's wondering if he might need to go and get some, some adrenaline or something. Mm, do you? Is there anybody else at all in the building, or is it just me? Uh, not as far as you know. There might be a security person around, possibly. Okay. Because it's before opening. Uh, yeah. It's like really early in the morning. Okay. Did we see any security people on the way in who were quite obviously in Conrad's pay? You didn't actually see any. Hmm. Because he definitely wouldn't want to leave Max alone, but clearly something needs to be done here. All right. Uh, I think he's going to try and pick Max up and kind of put an arm over his shoulder and the other arm around his waist and try and sort of maneuver him down the stairs. Okay, roll me strength. Okay, another strength. See if you drop Mike's. Mike's having a bad <laughs> Down day. Down the stairs, yes. <laughs> uh, Andreas is one of these people who is a lot stronger than he looks. He's quite slightly built. He's deceptively delicate looking, but he's uh, he's like a little bantam rooster, you know. He's uh, He can lift things when he has to. Uh, that was a 69 against a strength of 70. So just that was about. Close. Just about. Okay, so you... Lift up Max and start walking towards the stairs. And then, uh, yeah, grumbling. Max wakes up to see you Ugh. carrying Max. <laughs> Max, oh, like a like a like you're just married. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, uh, if, if there's a suitable chair that isn't a valuable antique. <laughs> then he'll uh, put him down in that. Maybe there's like a chair that the, the docent sits in in the gallery or something. Andreas, my friend. You all right? Take it easy. Deep breaths, Did slow. Don't try and stand. Did you see it too? I saw something. It was... It was beautiful in a way. Be beautiful? What? It makes sense. What? No, no, it was. We, sh we shouldn't have come here. We, we shouldn't have tried it. Uh, it's all right. It's all right. You're safe. I'm here. Max, can you put in your background in your phobias, haunted by shadows? Haunted by shadows. That's a nice one. Now you have this fear that you're being 
somehow persecuted by some unknown entity. There, there was a a thing, a, a creature, or a, a shape, or I, I don't even know how to describe what I saw, but it was, it was awful. It looked back at me, Andreas. It, it saw me. It. You did. You didn't see our ancestors, the, in the caves, cavemen, with their fires and their paintings. That's what I saw. I, I, I. That thing was no ancestor of mine. It was. It was evil. Oh, you're safe. You're, you're safe now. I, d- I don't know what this thing is. This this drug. I, I don't mind telling you I've taken a lot of drugs. And that was like nothing I've ever tried before. Look, you, you need rest. You need proper rest. You need water. You need coffee. You need breakfast. Uh... I need a schnapps. <laughs> that too, that too. Uh, who lives closest? Uh, I, I'm in Charlottenburg, the Russian district. Uh, Wilmersdorf. Uh, we, we go back to mine. All right, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll get a taxi. Um, you you wait here. I'll uh, see if I can find a, a telephone or Don't, I'll just go out uh, on the street and Andrea, hear one. N- no, don't. Don't leave me. I, I will, I will stay by your side. All right, all right. You, you are safe. It's all right. Nothing will hurt you. And I think he uh, helps Max up, puts an arm around his waist again, and uh, kind of slowly maneuvers him out to the front door. See, the sun is rising. It's light. You have to go down three flights of stairs first. Yep. So. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. But you do it. Are, are, the, are the stairs dark? Uh, or is it light? It's probably... Yeah, they're windows. It's a museum. It's not too bad now. I'll give Andreas money for a taxi. I'll just, like, like blindly hand like a, a wad of cash from my pocket. Oh, no. Put it away. Put it away. I'm not taking your money, Max. Just uh, get us back to my my home, and money is not important. I'm sure the cavemen would have said so. Cavemen? I I should have had your vial, obviously. <laughs> uh, maybe you need more practice in these things. Sometimes, the first time, it can be unpleasant. I am not going near that stuff, even if somebody paid me. Well, I uh, I managed to take a few grains of it. I put it in my cigarette case. I think when I get back to my place, I'm uh, I'm going to test it against the vial that, that you saw last night. See if I can work out what's in it. This is something new. I'd like to know what it's made of. You will come back to see me, though. Of course. Uh, bring me something to to help me stay awake. I I don't want to go to sleep tonight. 
I'm sure I have just the thing, but you need to rest. I'll stay with you, if you like. Not going anywhere till I'm sure you're all right. Thank you, my friend. And eventually, uh, I guess he manages to find a taxi and uh, helps Max into it and they head back to wherever it is Max lives. Right on top of the club, right? Yeah, Max's home is uh, above the club. And um, how long before the main campaign starts does this take place? A year, so you can recover some sanity if you go to a lot of therapy. <laughs> yeah, so um, Max lives above the club, and when you take me back to the club, uh, you'll you'll meet my girlfriend, and you'll probably meet my girlfriend's mum, and I'll probably want to stay up for a long time and like put on all the lights I can that's in my house and um, have a few drinks and take some um, some aids to help me stay awake longer than I should. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so you're not sleeping tonight? No. Uh, how about Andreas? Are you sleeping? Uh, I think he might take a very brief nap at some point. I'm, I'm going to say that he probably spends the day there in Max's flat. I think he probably just takes like half an hour nap on the sofa at some point just so that he can be awake and alert enough to, to look after Max who's clearly not doing well at all um, but yeah I think he probably tries to stay awake as, as long as he can he doesn't feel half as uh, badly affected mentally as, as Max does obviously but he doesn't want to abandon Max this has clearly affected him in a really bad way mm-hmm Okay, so during your nap, you have a strange dream, Andreas. Okay, dreams are always good in Call of Cthulhu. You are entering a crowded nightclub. The air is filled with cigarette smoke. The atmosphere is lively. A prostitute approaches, smiling and cooing. You look around and spot a pretty Slavic girl in simple garb. Chasing off the prostitute, you head over to talk to the girl. And this is a very strange dream. And I'd like a little sanity roll from it. Okay. <laughs> no, that's 80. I'm afraid Max's uh, heebie-jeebies have uh, rubbed off on me. That's one sanity. Okay. Oh, thank goodness. Could be worse. Uh, this dream will be relevant in a long time from now. So it sticks okay. with you. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And uh, you, you stay up in the night, Max, and you try to undress as well. Of course, I'm assuming you've locked behind you and you've kept the key safe to the museum's uh, room you definitely stay up long enough for the time to arrive for you to go talk to the police would you like to do anything before that um no i think just like get showered and try and pull myself back to together to like some semblance of 
feeling normal and looking normal. Um, yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll say to Andreas, um, we ha- we told the policeman we would go and report to the station. I I have to keep on their good side. They have been sniffing round the club a bit. Um, we better we better make sure that we check in. <sighs> well, I understand what that's like. Yes, we uh, we don't want to give them any excuses to uh, dabble too deeply into either of our businesses, I think. Yes, let's go and get it over with. If we must, then we must. Okay. You go to the police, you are greeted by Officer Valden. He's uh, a bit more composed this time friendly but keeping a certain distance and he leads you into the interrogation room where his boss a kind of rounder bold man looks at you under thin rimmed spectacles and he says hi these two are here for the witness statements valden uh, uh, yes, yes, they, they were uh, at the park uh, last night when the the fourth body was found. Very well, you may stand in the corner, Valden. Observe. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, have a seat, gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, please recount the events of yesterday night at the park near the Ziegsalle. I'm sorry, officer, did you say fourth? Did I hear you right? The fourth body found like this. Out of several. Yes, we've been having a... We possibly have a a serial killer on our hands. Berlin is a very strange place these days. So, last night, uh, tell me exactly what happened. Do not leave out any details that might assist in this investigation, please. There is little to tell that you don't know already. I was walking, just taking an evening constitutional after a day at work, and a man nearly bumped into me, or rather, I nearly bumped into him. And that was the man you saw. I can tell you no more, officer. Uh, For my part, I was in the same sort of area of the park, and... uh... I saw my friend here as the the man collided with him and uh, I think everybody in the park was shocked at what we saw. His ribs were poking out of his chest. Uh, thank goodness Officer Valdan was in the area and able to control the scene. Uh, he is a, a good man. We, we were lucky that, that he was there to protect us. He blushes. Hmm. Max is smooth. <laughs> so, nothing else? No evidence of anyone else being involved in this interaction? And, of course, uh, there was the issue of the blue liquid we found on the man. Did you see that as well? Uh, blue liquid? I, I did not... Andreas? 
I saw nothing more than I've already said, officer. He's probably been in this situation before. <laughs> well, not this exact situation with the whole ribcage thing. For he knows to just be polite and non-committal. But he is wondering if he needs to contact a lawyer at this point. He takes down some notes and he says, Very well, we'll call you if we need anything. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, good luck with your investigation. A serial killer in Berlin is bad news. Hmm. What was the club you owned again? Club Maximum. You are Maxim. welcome to join, although I do not know if it is quite your scene. Hmm. Take some more notes. And uh, the drugstore in Charlottenburg. Yes. Takes a few more notes. Well, if you remember, recall anything else that's helpful, do not hesitate to call or visit. I'm sure we will. Uh, my name is Officer Kahan. Officer Kahan. And you are released. Well, that could have gone worse. I am just glad it is over and uh, I think perhaps our new favorite ritual is in order schnapps <laughs> definitely but uh, I would hesitate to say this is over this, in my experience once the police get involved it's never quite over I will try and find someone for whom the promise of money is more important than the, uh, the thrill of a, a chase well, that shouldn't be too hard to find in this city. <laughs> I suppose we're lucky in that way. Pay the right people, who can pretty much conduct your business as you wish. Uh, now I think I will have to find someone to pay to get these thoughts and memories out of my head. Okay. So, that is all you hear about the strange drug for the next few days. Even if you hire someone, they won't get back to you that fast. You, Max, are left with a strange feeling, kind of flashes of moving through time every once in a while, the strange sensation that you're being hunted. And you go to uh, a psychoanalyst and you spend time dealing with all your past trauma and after a while, you don't hear anything, but the person you hired to look into this tells you that they've been reassured that the problem has been contained for now, because whoever made this is dead. So you know that you can relax for a bit, and these murders of this strange fashion stop occurring and this drug is not in the streets anymore. Your old clientele comes back to you, Andreas, and Conrad, and a few of his friends that are left stop using the drugs in their meetings. Maybe they use other drugs instead. And everything goes kind of back to normal for a while. And you don't experience anything else that deep and that strange for a long time. 
but your experiences have bonded you and you become close very close you become friends and, and almost partners in, in business in a way isn't that right yeah I'd say so and this is where we're going to end this uh, little prelude that has brought you together and I think we're going to use part of our post-show chat Beyond the Madness, exclusive to Patreon, to do a little bit of um, self-care and uh, downtime for you between now and the main scenario. Sounds good. Can I ask, did I find anything out about this drug when I tested it? Either the vial that we took from the the dead body or the, uh, the, the couple of little crumbs that I managed to secrete in my cigarette case. You know what? That's a good question. Uh, I'll allow a chemistry or pharmacology role. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with pharmacology because I have more points in it. I have 56 and I've got 40 in chemistry. Ah, but no, either way, it's 86. That's a fail. I'm so sorry, but uh, yeah, the drug is is nothing you've ever seen before. It makes very little sense, and the what it, its effects on you do not seem to relate almost to its chemical composition, which is of course probably another sanity roll. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Oops! Oops! Don't try and learn things, listeners. Just uh, just accept what the keeper tells you. All right, sanity. <laughs> uh, I'm now at 40, by the way. Although, yes, that's a pass of 33. Just lose one. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Uh, thank you for asking. And now we can uh, finish this prelude. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Lydia, Jilly, and of course our amazing co-editors Jason, Braden, and Hal. You have all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, please consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right, where you can get access to episodes a week early. And don't forget, you can get 10% off on chaosium.com and funrolldice.com using code STARS10. One use per customer only. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cold Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaride.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners until the stars are right again. What's that? Our cult has inducted a new member. Welcome, Alessandro Karai, and thank you for your support on Patreon. May the omens be ever in your favor. Your support means the world to us. Let's feel that love by reading out one of our latest reviews. If you'd like your own review read out on the show, go to starsaride.com forward slash reviews, where you can find links to all the platforms you can rate us on. Cobra said, The Stars Are Right is a great Call of Cthulhu podcast. I have been to listen to all the episodes and always wanting more. Fedra is a wonderful keeper, and all the players have a great attitude and chemistry together while playing, even when they are dying. R.I.P. Redacted. 
From the opening corny jokes or puns to the cliffhanger endings of the episodes, they keep me entertained. Thank you all for keeping my sanity high while listening to you lose yours to the mythos. Thank you so much, Cobra.